0: All right. Hey, guys, this is uh, Matt Corbanic here for MK Guitar Lessons. Check us out online at mkguitarlessons.com. Um, got a whole bunch of new stuff coming up, and uh, so make sure you like us and subscribe to the channels and join on the mailing list. So I'm here today with my buddy. Jim. 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 What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up? So, um, yeah, we haven't been doing much because it's summertime. We've both been on vacation, and uh, oh yeah,
1: yeah, 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 They're flying
0: around, sitting on the beach. Yeah, yeah. We just, I just got back from the beach, but you went somewhere pretty cool. You went to, uh, England. England. Yes. So, how was that? It was nice. Um,
1: England's a little bit in the news. Yeah, that's right. The, the There's the whole Brexit. Yeah. And you're like, oh well, what's that have to do with music, Jim? Well, let me tell you. Yes, Marshall should be cheaper theoretically. Okay, unless they boost the price just to keep them the same. Yeah, price. Yeah, but you know the the British pound is uh, the American dollar buys more British pounds. Right. So theoretically. So yes, in theori- theory, theoretically, stuff from England is now cheaper. You could get a a, a Marshall. Less expensively, yeah. Or, or uh, there's some other good amps like an Orange. Yeah, yeah, actually, they are pretty good amps. And you think what else? What else? Uh, um, Victory are made in UK. Okay. Um, what else? Help me.
0: Uh, well, Victory amps or Victory Motors. Oh, and box. Box. Vox, yes, Vox, Vox Ooh, AC30, yeah, oh yeah, with the yeah, with everybody the blue tried speakers. to get that Brian May sound, oh yeah, yeah, that was that was good. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody that amp could. is so good, yeah, yeah. So you think what what anything else? Is there any any other guitars that I mean, Vox used to make guitars and wah wah pedals, but what else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I can't really think of anything offhand that's uh, British made. But um, something else was in the news, did a little bit of research into this. Um,
1: Donald Trump?
0: No. Well, yeah, he's in the news. Hillary Clinton. She's in the news, too, but um, we'll get <laughs> oh, to that let's later. Let's not talk politics, no, let's not please. talk politics. Um, I've lost enough friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, But uh, Led Zeppelin was in the news. There you Are go. Are they That's British? British? That is a British band. And huh. um, I did you a don't little— Don't say. Yeah. But I, I found this interesting. So there was a court case um back in June and it was that there was a band Spirit um who wrote Spirit? a song. Yeah. The oh. name of the band was Spirit. Um they had a song Taurus and um <laughs> there was a once there was a band named Spirit and they had a, a song, song named called Taurus. Taurus. Um and they sued Led Zeppelin. We saw them
1: sitting on the corner, and we asked them to sing it for us. <laughs> <laughs> they said no, and the wind
0: doth blow, anyway. and they couldn't see the trees through the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yes, they uh, they were suing Led Zeppelin over Stairway to Heaven. Um, Now... I, I, I found this to be odd because... they um, find this song to be insulting? That, what do you mean? I'm not following this. I don't know if I this know. is a People joke People always or... joke about Stairway to Heaven.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it used to be the big thing of like, oh, not Stairway. Yeah, I know. You, you break into Stairway, everybody goes to get a beer. Yeah, pretty much. But,
0: um, so... Sort of like Free Bird. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, I hear, so my first question was, "How in the heck is it possible that you could have so spirit I guess the the thing the, the part of their argument was that uh spirit opened up for Led Zeppelin, and they played several this, times i i think, yeah, I mean, I wasn't there, but uh, I yeah I, this was before our time, but so I read on the internet, right. And I guess their argument was is that since they opened up for Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page copied part of the song, um, and used it for Stairway to Heaven. I thought it was odd because now you're talking about something that happened probably 45 years ago, and how in the heck could you bring that back up to court? So the answer to that was, but I think it's been going. The court case has been going on for a
1: little while, uh, even though uh, the
0: the one of the guys in spirit he's he's dead now, yeah, they wrote the song, right, yeah, I think it was his family members who came up with this idea anyway okay the, oh. to to answer the question of how is it possible that a song that was released in nineteen seventy one could you sue one person over another in two thousand and sixteen, and that's because Led Zeppelin has been reissuing and uh remastering their material. And once you remaster it and reissue it, then it's back open again to the same criteria. They just copied their own music and sold it again. Well, I mean, that's what Led Zeppelin was doing, was cleaning up their old recordings, but that was the legal precedent was if you re-release it, then you're back open to, you know, as if the court looks at it as if it was originally released, even though it was re-released. They don't- As if it was a new work. Yes. Okay. they, They see it as a new work. I am not a lawyer. Neither am I, as you can tell by me discussing this. I was just curious of how was that possible that you could do that. So- um i did listen to you know examples of both and here's something i thought that was funny the first thing i noticed was i, I learned about this in theory class um it was something called the chromatic fourth descending chromatic fourth um, was that in the practical music theory class yeah pretty much um and it was just it was the lament bass. It was used in operas in the Baroque and classical era. The chromatic fourth was often used in bass, and, as for woeful arias, called the lament bass, um, and now known it, as Morrissey. Hmm. Nothing. Okay. Um, but then it it shows up. You know, Beethoven used it in the, the Ninth Symphony. Mozart used it in different ways and blah blah. I mean, I can sit here and give you some quotes. It's a chord just, progression. It's a, right. Um, you know, and you can go on Wikipedia and you can check it out. That's what I'm just quickly, you know, looking. Go on over YouTube. This. Yeah, you can go on YouTube and just listen to it. You I should mean, make a video
1: explaining this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, that would be more of a you know music theory thing. But yeah. so the the question is, is that when I was fascinated by this whole conversation, this whole court case. My question is this, for someone who's studied a lot of music theory, to me, if Spirit is saying, you know, this chromatic descending fourth line is my song that ends up in Stairway to Heaven, to me, that's kind of like one blues musician suing another one over using... The chord progression
1: could I it mean, be could, like
0: Vanilla Ice and Queen? Bum 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 bum. Well, I, no, I don't think so because um, <sighs> bum 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 bum. Bing, bing. Well, I mean, yeah, y- you know, but Queen that'll act- be in my head the whole podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I mention a Queen song, it's just like. But to me, that was like you know Queen actually wrote uh, you know something original. And then Vanilla Ice just kind of tweaked it a little bit and used it as his own, w- was what they were discussing. But my thought is this How could you take, you know, like, all right, we he took sampled this, it. Right. He sampled it. But my point is this If you remember, we were both in the same music theory class. Yes, we were. Okay. And learning about different chord progressions, I remember Dr. Eric Moe was showing us the one, six, four, five chord progression. Do you remember this? Yes. And what did he say? This is the doo said, Valetti, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it was the doo-wop chord progression. It's exactly what he what yeah. he called it. And so could like every doo op person sue each other? Because I mean, like literally, every doo op song pretty much sounds the same. I mean, Greece is the whole musical of Greece is based on that. <laughs> <laughs> so would it be a legitimate th- I I mean I, I don't know They they took the same chords, they put it in a hat. And every time they pulled it out from the next song, it came out in the same order. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I, I find this to be odd. What, what do you think? I, I just, I sit there and I think like when I heard about this and I, I was, I remember originally listening to this because when I learned about it, you know, I went home and I played Stairway to Heaven. And I'm like, oh, this is what, you know, all these Baroque and classical composers were using and Bach used it a lot. And then for someone to sue someone else over the originality of it, I mean, is it, like you I know said, what I have to say is 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 go figure. Like it it's it's a freaking chord progression. You
1: have twelve notes yeah. to, to make stuff out of. Uh, you're gonna come up with the same combinations, especially with a Western ear. Yes. I mean Um it, it's 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 really tough. There, there's so much music out there that it's really tough to not maybe trip over Or to to come up with something that somebody else has come up with before. Now, in terms of this Zeppelin case, you know, uh, Spirit did open up for Zeppelin Mm -hmm. a couple of times. Supposedly played the songs. I wasn't there. But getting down to just, you know, do the songs sound the same? Yes, there is a similarity. And I've listened to both. But I cannot really say that they ripped him off. Like, it's it's not that blatant. If, if it is, but I can understand, like, may, maybe, 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 Paige was influenced by it. But if you want to talk, what is the real spirit of influence? This should be a definition of, of example given mm-hmm. when you're talking about influencing, because it really is not that similar. It's a little bit... But it they they did a there's a lot more there I mean well,
0: it, it's it's I mean before we get rip into off like a lot more than that, yeah, before we get into like the actual outcome of you know what the jury decided in the actual definition of you know copyright infringement it, to
1: my ears, it does not sound like it was copied
0: well, okay. So what I was like to, to expand about uh, on what I just said about, you know, the jury came back within an hour and they said that, you know, Led Zeppelin did not try to do this. How they defined copyright infringement is, is that you have to blatantly steal something.
1: It Yeah. To me, it doesn't sound that close. And, and plus, even if you talk about the, the arpeggiations, like it's going to come out the same on a guitar because a guitar has, there's just. There, things about a guitar, the way you play a guitar, um, right? Yeah, I mean, s- you're gonna—it's it, a very good chance you're gonna play things
0: very similar. Sure. I mean, I—I I don't think you can copyright, you know, like that. You know, then Metallica could sue anybody for writing a song in E minor, <laughs> 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 right? James Hetfield has carte blanche on suing everybody for <laughs> for E minor because everything he's ever written is in E minor. <laughs> I mean, and, and I I I okay. don't uh, right. Every Metallica okay. tunes in E minor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously they didn't blatantly try to rip them off. Well, I I don't know what they tried to do. I all I can I say think- is to my
1: ear. I, Hearing both songs side by side and go on YouTube and once again listen to them, it doesn't sound to me – I mean, there's certainly simla- similarities between the two. Sure. Uh, but, it, but it's it doesn't the chord sound... progression that's similar. I, I don't think you can yes, like, but copyright even, even a chord progression. Like you know, how they use that chord progression doesn't even sound similar.
0: No. No,
1: It's it, like I said come... – Two to doo-wop songs sound much more similar than um, Zepp and uh, sure. uh, Stairway in Taurus. Oh, yeah. To me, and, and I, I guess to the jury also. Now, I'm not saying they, they didn't rip them off. I, I don't know
0: what they did, but if they did rip them off, they put some work into it afterwards. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say, like, I, I don't think that they ripped them off because, you know, where does influence end and ripping off begin? I mean, I, I listened to a lot Plus, of Zep. Was probably
1: not sober enough at that point. No, they they really weren't. They probably doing a lot of, a lot of
0: everything. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of everything. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, you kind of wonder. Like, I, I I can picture Jimmy Page on the stand. Like, I don't even remember actually writing this song. <laughs> oh, I did that. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> so anyway. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought the whole thing was kind of frivolous. I thought it was kind of goofy that it but that's made. A kind that of, far. That's kind
1: of that's kind of the world we live in,
0: isn't it? I know. I mean, really.
1: But let, let's not assume that there was any malice. Maybe, maybe we can. Yeah, th- it was just to put it to rest because it's it's Zeppelin was such a big band, and this was brought up at some point, and this is legend for years and years and years as long as I can ever remember. I remember hearing about. Oh well, there's a this other band that. Zeppelin stole stairway from, mm-hmm. so it's good to finally put it
0: to official rest, at least legally. Yeah, and and it's they been talked about, and I don't know. Zeppelin supposedly ripped off dazed and confused too. Now I I I don't know about all that
1: stuff. I I've, I've certainly heard some more of that now. Some of the other rumors of what Zeppelin is ripped off. Mm-hmm sounded from what i've heard the the comparisons on on youtube sounded a little closer yeah so yeah i wouldn't i i don't even know i I can't say i
0: wouldn't doubt it but uh it it's it's tough i Uh, i just when i hear these cases i just think like okay you're just hating on led zeppelin because they became so much more popular than you did I was around, and I met Jimmy Page, so he stole my stuff. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Now that I think about that, I remember one time... Did James Hetfield rip you off? No. um, I was uh, talking to a promoter who was working with Eric Johnson, and so the guy gave me backstage passes. I was opening up for a couple jazz shows for him. Um, And I remember when Eric Johnson came to town, he... Gave me some backstage passes, and I did. I got a chance, and I was talking to Eric Johnson, and there was a couple other people in the meet and greet, and there was a guy there that was, and he said, oh, you go away, Matt is here." Yes, I only that's want exactly to talk what, to what Matt. he said. I only want to talk to Matt. Um, that he got down on his, his knees and it said, "I and he have not laughed." <laughs> <laughs> no, so what happened was is that this one guy that was standing there was trying to give him a demo tape, and his man, as one does, right? I mean, you know. Back in the day, everybody was loaded with a demo tape or a CD or something to hand to a manager in the hopes that we'll get somewhere. So, anyway, uh, Eric Johnson's manager just told him straight up I don't take demos from anybody because I'm not going to open myself up to a lawsuit because you're going to tell me that Eric Johnson ripped you off. That's basically what he told him. He just knew he exactly. was yeah, exactly, yeah, that's 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 where that was headed. So, and I can understand that 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 becomes a huge problem, but, you know, I just, I don't see it, you know, with Stairway and Taurus, I don't know. It was just, to me, it was just a chord progression and just let it, let it, let it alone. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's over now. It's over now, yeah, so, yay. Mm. So... Um, moving on. There was another topic that I thought was interesting. Really? Uh, yes. Um Do you s- tell cell phones in concerts. Ooh.
1: Yeah, we don't want we don't want you to take pictures of us playing. We want to put your phones in these fancy bags that we can only open up when you come
0: back out. Right. Now so who was that who was that artist? I think it was Alicia Keys. Uh. Now here's my thought. Is that grumble grumble grumble? Yeah.
1: Let me let me give you a hint about what I think about this. Urgh. Yes. Urgh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I you know what? I, I understand where I, I mean, we all live in an in an age where you can immediately upload stuff to YouTube, and I have to say this to every artist and to every person out there. You know what? That's what's gonna happen, and you're never gonna stop it. You may as I well just say embrace this to all my it. people. I yeah. want to tell no. You are in a, a society
1: right now where where you are uh, in constant contact with your friends through Facebook, either postings or Twitter, or or the Facebook live videos, or whatever it is. You, there's there's so many Instagram, whatever. Taking pictures in that is not stealing your damn concert. No. Shooting a And phone. you're like, oh, well, uh, the quality is not very good. Uh, ne, 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 ne. Come on. Yeah. Well, then what are you worried about? What are you worried about? I mean, if you're so worried about quality, why are you selling
0: MP3s? Yeah. So here, here's my thought on that. Why don't you all go title? I actually think if you're going to stop people from taking a cell phone into a concert, that that could potentially be a safety issue. That you can't have a phone with you. Yes. I mean... Uh,
1: you don't know if somebody's gonna get uh hurt. You know, hurt. Well, even emergency call or, or Right. And I don't even think having all these cameras around are a bad thing. If something happens, you yes. will have a hundreds, if not thousands, of pictures of it. You know, just like all all the uh stuff in the news about, you know, people getting shot or, or mm-hmm. beat up.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. Everybody standing there. I mean I, I always think it's it's not really funny, but I always sit there and think, like, okay, there's a guy outside of a bar beating another guy's brains in. Let's all record this on our phones and not actually tell him to stop. Well, <laughs> but-
1: <laughs> yeah, some people just – they just want to sit there and record it, I but think. But,
0: yes, you, you will have an actual documentation of the event.
1: Yeah, but, but beyond that, okay, like that that's one that's one argument for it is is that you should have – you're in a society where it's Orwellian of constant mm-hmm. constant uh, recording and it's the the people itself spying on themselves yeah okay you can do that but as, as far as just the artistic uh from the viewpoint of the artist um, I've saw some shows that were recorded in the entirety of, of van Halen here in Pittsburgh that were recorded Apparently, with several cell phones,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the quality is quite acceptable. Yeah, and it's not something that would keep me from seeing a Van Halen show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's not like I see this this thing on YouTube and I'm like, oh my gosh! Now I'm I'm totally satisfied. I am I've seen the concert. There's no reason for me to go to the show. If you're going to go to the show, you're going to go to the show. It doesn't well, sure. matter. Does does the album? When when album, you know when you when they release a a body of works that they call an album, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: does that keep you from seeing the concert? Because you're like, I've already heard all the songs. Why do why do I need to listen to them again? All they're going to do is change them up and play them a little bit different, and it's going to be the same songs. They're going to sing more or less the same lyrics with a whole bunch of of you know banter in between and a you know a, a drum solo. Well, is is that is that? Does that turn you off from the show? So how does how does having a, a video on YouTube or, or a couple clips or even if somebody recorded your whole damn concert, what, what well, does it? How does that keep people away? I, I don't understand. And if I'm misunderstanding something, explain it to me. But just don't. I don't want to. Somebody going on a, a a rant about it doesn't doesn't make a, a legitimate argument. Like I don't understand. Like people are taking your picture what they're not paying attention to you that they should be sitting there meditating listening to your music because you're you're going to say something that's going to bring world peace if you do have something to, to bring world peace say it because the world's kind of screwed up right now and it wouldn't be a bad thing if one of you people that that were up on stage could come up with something that would Solve all the world's problems, but if not, just let people have a good time. That's what they're there for—the show. That's yes. And if they're going to take some pictures, let them take some pictures. I mean, your your stage lights are so much brighter than the flashes from the cameras. You know, if somebody wants to hold up their iPad and take a a picture, really, what does it matter? What is it hurting you? It's not doing anything. Well, uh, anything negative. And in fact, I think that in the long term, it becomes positive. If I think back of a lot of shows that I. Never had the opportunity to see. I wish these cell phones were back with P-Funk and Funkadelic. Yeah. We're around. You know, I'd love to see the Mothership come down. Oh, absolutely. And oh, there's some crappy videos of it. And I, w- I
0: wish I could see the stuff with even today's well, quality. Let's even take this in a different direction. When an artist tells me I can't record something, what are you hiding? You know, and then I can even. Like what? You you're worried well, that they're lip syncing. Well, are you? Well, is the artist so worried that it may not be perfect coming out that they just don't want to release it? So, and I think that I, I even had mentioned oh, you know this what? several times. You're screwing up is human.
1: Well, you're not gonna you're not gonna be perfect. You're, you're, the, but when but, you're up there on stage, like when you record the stuff, you're you're standing in place or you're sitting down on a stool playing your your. But this, guitar. But this, your this, instrument. Is, this, this is, that is an entirely different thing to being up on stage and bouncing around. You cannot play as well up there running around as you do sitting down. That's why you
0: sit down and re- do the recording. But in this day and age, we don't have a difference anymore. I mean, you know, and here's what I was going to say was the shame of it is that when I'm watching live recordings on TV, I know that there are people out there that lip sync. We all know that. You know, when somebody does the halftime I mean, show. When
1: you're da- dancing around, how the heck are you going to be dancing around and not go, <laughs> I mean, right. Come, at so, me, even Madonna, like, she's in great shape. I'm not a huge Madonna fan, but I give her a lot of props. You know, she, how do you sing like that? Like, some of those parts have got to be recorded. Like, maybe she'll intersperse
0: it, but, but I don't know how you do some of that stuff that she does and still sing.
1: Like, but I, my my point no, is is no that clue.
0: you know when I'm sitting there and I'm watching somebody perform on TV and they're doing a halftime show and it sounds great, I sometimes even think like, you know, well, they they have to be lip syncing. Halftime
1: shows were traditionally recorded, right? Um, were lip synced. Right. I don't know if they still are, but
0: but that brings into the from my the extensive idea sports fl- experience, y- right? <laughs> but no, I watch my, the Super Bowl all the time. My point is, is that I, I think it's a shame because, you know, I sit there and think, like, if it sounds really good, it has to be lipstick. Maybe they are that good. And, uh, you know, we just automatically. You know what? That's like going to the movies and say, well, you didn't really do that. Well, I well, I,
1: uh, of course. It's what they've been special for. It's a movie. Yes. We, we know it's you're a movie. There, it's not a documentary. And it's the same thing with music. You know, if you're going to a show and you enjoy the show, good for you. You know. Millie Vanilli, they lip sync, but people like the show and I thought they got I, I believe that Millie Vanilli got a real raw deal. People were jerks back then. Yeah. Being like, oh well you didn't really sing, blah blah blah. You, you know what? If you enjoyed it, great. That's what they're they are, they're entertainers. Yeah, you know, this this isn't if if you want something serious, start on to to uh, you know, the, the symphonies. Yeah. You want to see some people
0: perform? Go, yeah, real players. With skill? Yeah.
1: yeah. Go, Get off go, your butt and go, go see the yeah. symphony. Go check out some
0: Stravinsky. Uh-huh. They are
1: not faking, and yeah. they are not playing around. They, yeah. they are some of the, the, the
0: best musicians. Yeah, they're some of the fondest. I mean, you know, we live here met, in Pittsburgh. I've met several from the Pittsburgh Symphony yeah, Orchestra. You're talking about one of the finest symphonies in the world and some of the finest musicians in the world. Yeah. So, speaking of recorded music, you had Was I done with my rant? I don't know if you were done with your rant. Anyway, here's the point. Is
1: is what I'm saying is just shut up. Go see the show if you want to. Yeah. Have a good time. Wanna record? Artists, chill out. People are having a good time. Let them take some pictures, whatever they're going to do. And people, if if the artist is Cracks in uh, their voice, or screws up on a note, or something. So what? Let it go. Like, really? Don't
0: people, worry about why it. Why is everybody got to Ali- be mean? Alicia Keys or whoever, or what, Kanye is this, West. What is this does, this what does it matter? With,
1: but what is this whole thing with society? With everybody trying to to control to, everybody? Well, just be mean to one another. I mean, this yeah. this whole this everybody's just being a holes. Well, I mean, yeah. especially <laughs> with with the election everybody's beat a holes to one another see america people it, you know it, it you know it, I got I got a paper cut the other day and Isis took credit for it
0: <laughs> that's pretty good I like that one thanks but um bum I'll be here all week don't forget to tip your waiter <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the fish <laughs> But I mean, geez, I mean, I, I know we were discussing, but we were going to end up getting to this politics thing. <laughs> like, that's what our whole entire. You know what? You cannot at this time of year.
1: Well, you can't. You, we you can't have to stop. Talk about I mean, especially this election, you are not going to stop.
0: I mean, talking but, about politics. But like you said, I mean, yes, we're all. That's what our enti- this entire presidential election is based on. Is like everybody being in politics. Egg well politics yes and okay well politics in general is is that you're actually an a-hole but you pretend not to be <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what a politician is it isn't well it? no actually a, a, fr- a friend of mine said this and i just thought this was absolutely the most perfect way to explain politics politics is this it's about weaving this line of bs through everybody To convince them that you're going to solve a problem without actually solving a problem. If you solve the problem, because if you solve a problem, inevitably somebody will be unhappy. And an unhappy person is someone who won't vote for you. So the idea is is to just BS them to keep making them think that you're actually going to do something when in reality you don't. I was like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <sighs> Except then you end up with Donald Trump who will actually tell you you're an a-hole to your face. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do we do we dare to dive into the political discussions or do you want to move on? I to dare s- not. <laughs> okay. We've lost so many friends on Facebook. Um we could talk about uh, Steve I. Yeah, let's talk about Steve. <laughs> it's good always Steve. a good time to talk about Steve Vai. Yeah, it's always it's always a good time to talk about Steve I.
1: You know Steve I raises bees. He's a beekeeper. That's pretty cool. I'm
0: right. allergic to bees, but I still think really? raising
1: yes. Oh, I like bees.
0: I got stung by a bee. That was a fun day, and that's when Did I you discovered. Spell up? Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You betcha. Oh yeah, it was fun <laughs> talking about politics. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me about Stevie. What's what's Stevie been up to lately? Well, uh, it was the 25th anniversary of Passion and Warfare. Cool. If you don't have it, go buy it. Well, let's finish talking about this topic we first. Might. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're, like
1: you know, look at Amazon and they have uh, Modern Primitive and Passion and Warfare in a two-disc set mm-hmm. audio CD. Okay. For those who don't know what discs are and it's not, not bad. Uh 40.99 vinyl is 36. Okay. But I mean if you want vinyl, you want vinyl, whatever. Um yeah, audio CD 15 bucks for two. Not bad. It's not too bad. Now the Passion Warfare was what was the Flexible was his first one, right? Flexible. And this this is the Modern Primitive is the album that came between the two. That okay. was never released. I didn't think. Yeah, I was. Yeah, there was like a,
0: it's a transitional album that that lets you understand how he got from flexible to passion, and, and that more. makes sense because if you don't know the history of Steve Vai, I mean, after he was done playing with Zappa, he just built a, gr- a recording studio in his garage, and Which I think he still has. Yeah, the, he, it's the same I think it's garage. i the I've mother seen the pictures. Ship.
1: Premier Guitar on uh, YouTube has some really great. Uh, um interview with him at yeah. his studio
0: and um while he was doing that recording i believe he was then recruited by alcatraz to play lead guitar and then after that gig was over he went back and Is was that after yngwie left yes okay. it was yeah, after yngwie yeah, yeah. because
1: they're they're buddies apparently are they yeah that's steve said that um steve's if you, you look at his uh ibanez's at the top frets are scalloped yes and he said it was Ingbe that turned him onto that. Huh. He okay. said he didn't feel the need to have the, a full scalp. Yeah, but Ingbe uh, showed him, you know, that,
0: how useful it was to have the top fret scalp. But yeah, and then he moved on. Uh, I think he went back and was working on flexible and released it. And then he got the gig with uh, David Lee David Roth. Lee Roth and i know that while he was touring with david lee was roth that, was he was that after jason becker no that was before jason becker yeah it was before yeah and he did two albums with david jason becker was a monster too yeah he oh was my gosh. that's that's a shame what happened to him but that would be uh, well i mean he's,
1: he's still around
0: he's yeah he's dead. still around but i mean it's it's just it's a, it's a sad story it's but, amazing how positive he is yeah um but then, yeah, he it was before Jason Becker. I, I should do a call out. We should do a call out to him in case anybody, is yeah. he's listening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, give a shout out to Jason Becker. The dude, I'm gonna throw up the horns here. Yeah, Get here. I, <laughs> I mean, the guy's awesome, and like I said, we're, we all, you know, I saw the documentary on Netflix about him. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not dead yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Did you see that the the guitars the Carbon has is uh, Kissel guitars? No, Kissel is that how you say it? Kissel, Kissel? Huh. I haven't seen them. Uh, but his numbers guitar is one of my favorites. It's yeah. the one with the uh, oil finish and and the it almost looks like a, a child's, you know, building. Block, what are they called? Little tumbler blocks with it? oh, letters. yeah,
0: um, Lincoln logs or something. No, 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 not no, not like that. Anyway, uh, it's
1: been a while since I played with them, but a <laughs> <laughs> couple weeks. My <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> memory's so short. Uh, I think it was designed by his, I don't know, his dad's an artist. Yeah. and if you look at a lot of the artwork associated with Jason Becker, apparently it was his dad mm-hmm. that did it. And I don't know if his dad had came up with the idea or he came up with the idea for the guitar, but you can. the Carvin kiesel version of that guitar so i think it's a slightly different headstock the first one i think was made by some it was a custom luthier and i'm I'm just talking out top of my Mm -hmm. head here because i don't really remember but um this this new one looks nice
0: so anyway, let's get back to Steve I. So yeah, and then after he was done with David Lee Roth, I know he even while he was on tour with David Lee Roth, I remember reading, he took a Porta studio with him on the road. He <laughs> said porta port- studio, and I was thinking <laughs> Porta port body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, port- a portable studio, and he was working on Passion and Warfare. Um, got a chance to record it, then I remember he was picked up by uh, Whitesnake to it it was a he joined White Snake around the time it was originally released. I think Rep is playing with White Snake now. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. I I heard him on uh on the radio. Yeah, not too long ago and yeah, he's he's working with White Snake cuz I remember and I think we had t- talked about this in a previous podcast is that without getting more off topic, you know, cuz we stand. <laughs> we talking, don't ever do that. No, we never do that. Um he Always feels bad for the younger generation because uh, there's any real rock music to be out there. Because I remember the question was, Why is Whitesnake still out there and touring? and he said, There's no real new rock music to get into. So, anyway, let's get back to Steve. So, what was going oh, on? Oh, okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, here's the thing that
1: confuses me like I said, on, on Amazon, it's a very fair, fair, fair deal for like 15 bucks. All right. I'm sure you can go to Walmart, whatever, you can get the both albums which i think is awesome but you go on something like hd tracks which is my preference i, I really don't like mp3s i'd rather pay a little bit more for some of the uh, recordings and get the highest quality recording that that's available uh and you know you can make the argument of like well, why do you do that you came here, blah 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 well if you got the best quality that's available then that's the end there's no constant upgrade cycle there's no like you know people used to think that their their mp3 sounded good and then the bit rate increased and they're like oh look how clear how much better it sounds well i could have told you it sounded like dookie before but you were all happy with it and telling people about why you know why they didn't need to listen to more better quality than that and it's the same thing it's always going to be you know you get some good equipment and you can really tell the difference anyways so I, I look on H D tracks and I'm like, okay, well that would be cool. I know it's gonna I know it's not gonna be fifteen bucks. I'm mean, thinking like twenty yeah. May, maybe twenty five, you know, whatever. I'll at least get two two recordings. And and I would assume the passion and warfare was remastered. I'm gonna guess. That's another whole rant. But yeah. but you know, I'm I'm looking here, looking, and it's like, okay, uh modern primitive is like it's like twenty five bucks. What? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking about Modern Primitive and including Passion and Warfare. I'm talking like Modern Primitive is 25 and Passion and Warfare is 25 So it's 50 bucks for HD tracks versus CD quality, which is $15. Now, it is incrementally better. I, I So here's,
0: does that come I mean, with it's, a bottle it's of like,
1: lube? 192.24 <laughs> for modern primitive which is probably how it was recorded we'll just assume that because that can get into a whole bag of worms yeah we don't want to get too uh, well i mean on. i can get into the technical details later about why some high bit rate recordings
0: aren't worth it we, we already went through the descending chromatic fourth and i don't know if we put anybody to sleep by no i'm gonna that. get really nerdy
1: but wow, that seems like no wonder people like they, they artists don't. Here we're ragging on artists again. Yeah, wonder why people don't buy their stuff. The CD price is very reasonable, mm-hmm. absolutely reasonable. In fact, I think I would call that a steal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very that's good 70, deal. Seventeen bucks for two, two, two albums. For two, that yeah, that's no, exceptional. No sweat. Yeah, fifty yeah. bucks. Fifty bucks. Like I said, for this, something uh, that that is
1: incrementally better i mean it's going assuming that they're mastered the same mm-hmm. you know just having the higher sample rate and the higher higher uh, bit depth is going to make a small difference i admit that i prefer that small difference mm-hmm. but i am not paying 35 extra dollars so over three we... times as much or, or uh yeah over three times as much for, uh, for just that little bit, right? I mean, I'm just not getting it.
0: So we should. Because uh, I, I really
1: would so, like the high bit rate one,
0: but you know, I'll just I'll pass until that price drops. So we gave a shout out to Jason Becker. Let's give a let's tell Steve Vai, If you're out there listening to this. Don't do this. That's uncool. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncool. No, I mean, he could do whatever he, he wants. Well, of I mean, course that, that's. He could do whatever. I'm He's just talking Steve about high. it purely
1: from a business standpoint. I, I don't know if it was him. I don't know if it was Sony. I don't know if this is how the contracts work. I'm assuming, yeah, I'm not saying Sony's his label. I don't even know who his label is anymore.
0: I think he has his own label. I know you he has his own label. Well, I mean, somebody does this distribution.
1: I don't know who the actual. Yeah. Who's doing and this who distribution? Knows? But. Man, it, that, that's why they're not selling as much, I believe. Now, obviously, you can you can say, well, people steal. They just listen to it on YouTube. You know what? If you're happy listening to it on YouTube, Fine. then you're the same person that's going to be like, oh, I saw the video on the, the, the concert on YouTube. I'm not going to go. You probably weren't going to go anyways. Whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Those are people that just don't care. But I'm talking about the people who really do care. they are people who like the music that... That gets just a little bit rich for some people, and, and you're not going. Your fan base is going to go away because they're going to stop paying attention. You're going to be like, you know, I just can't afford fifty bucks for for two,
0: well, well, uh, two r- records. Re- I mean, two albums. I even one, think
1: w- of which I really only care about
0: one. Okay, like you, you know, getting back to like with YouTube and what it has done, and you know, artists don't want you to take phones in and make recordings. I think what YouTube has developed, um, I, I always laugh about this with with Facebook. Some of the things that it has changed. So, and I think what YouTube has changed is that bands had a hardcore fan base, right? We yeah, we, I mean, like like the fine bands you talk about,
1: like big bands or local or what. Regardless, okay, okay.
0: You liked a band, you bought their CD. You went to their shows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you have, because of YouTube, you have the casual fan. Like you said, these are people that check it out on YouTube. They're okay, but they won't pony up the money for the recordings, and they won't go to see the concerts anyway. And I think that the artists are trying to stop them, but I think what what it has done is introduced a new thing that's kind of screwing the actual fan. Because and that's by actual fan, you mean the person okay, who like doesn't care or what? No, the actual fan, like, okay, I love Steve. I really, yes, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like you said, I, I'm with you. Would I, would I go and pay for you know these two downloads? Yeah, but would I pay 50 bucks for them? No, no. And I, and I, and one of the reasons why is like you said, is that I feel that I'm getting screwed because they're afraid that a casual fan will just listen to it on YouTube. Like I have to make up three sales. Yeah, I, w- I want to <laughs> buy it, but I, I'm not, I
1: just, I'm right. not paying 50, 50 bucks for it. That's so far out of line. And you know, David, when David Bowie died, mm-hmm. uh, they had a big, you know, thing of a bunch of his albums on there and, not only was it more expensive, it was missing tracks, and it was missing the booklet
0: that came with it. They wouldn't even give you a PDF copy of it. See, I'm, like I said, it, it kind of like new things have been introduced, and we haven't figured this out. What I was going to say about Facebook was, like, prior to Facebook and the concept of a friend on Facebook, I always felt that f- friending somebody on Facebook changed the concept of a friend. Okay, Yes, it does, because you have a much wider social circle. You have a wider social circle, but like now all of a sudden you and me, we've been friends for 20 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now we have a bromance because (laughs) Facebook screwed up the concept of being a friend.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I I, there's there's people I would never have contact with anymore that I can stay in I'm, almost daily contact. I watch them, you know, this is this is the latest gig I was on. This is my kids. This is and that's whatever. fine.
0: But like it what it did is it would before Facebook, these were people that you used to know. <laughs> that you'd run into the mall, you know, around Christmas time when you were buying your gifts. Yeah, but I have friends say, that, that all over the world. Hmm. Right, but you follow me. It's like they changed this concept. What it is is that they introduced a new category and screwed up the actual category of friend because nobody knew what that meant. So now all of a sudden, if we go and hang out, we're we have a bromance. Which I think my whole thing of that is that just the concept of bromance just gives me the creeps. But, <laughs> 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 um, but no. Now we have a bromance. But I'm waiting to see where you go with this because yeah, I we, don't
1: understand. Like
0: I'm we confused. used to be friends, but now we're not friends. But we are friends because Facebook screwed up what friend actually meant. <laughs> you
1: know what? What? I don't drink. <laughs> I don't smoke weed. <laughs> There's only one one vice I have in this world.
0: What's that? Lying about the fact that you smoke weed. <laughs> Guitars. Yeah.
1: And lying about drinking and <laughs> <a> smoking weed. <laughs> no. I don't smoke weed.
0: Yeah, so, that, I mean, that's what I feel like getting back to before we got off on a tangent of, like, I don't even know where I was I don't going even know Facebook. where you're going with no, this. No, I, I just, I always thought I don't about understand. That. Like, my, my wife said that was like, um... I hope yeah. people are interested in this. No, I I mean, Maybe I... they're I just, wondering the same thing.
1: People want to know, Matt. What do you think about Facebook friends?
0: <laughs> no, I just... Somebody had mentioned that of, like... Tie oh, that into music, I dare you. Tie that into music? Yeah, how's this tied? Okay, this ties in, like I said, I always... Because somebody said to me a couple months ago, oh, you guys have a bromance. I don't like that term because, like I said, it gives me the creeps. But I th- when I thought about, like, what the heck does that actually mean? I don't know what it means, but I do know this. Me and this other guy were would be considered friends if it wasn't for the fact that I would f- get a friend request-, request from somebody I used to know that I went to high school with that I haven't talked to for 20 years who's going to post cat pictures and what they ate for dinner. I like cats. <laughs> I know you like cats, but my point is that to tie this back into the Steve Vai thing is that, okay. Steve Vai has a cat. Okay. <laughs> and he's on Facebook. Is that what you're going to say? No. What I'm saying is, is that now with these downloads and all this stuff, see, YouTube introduced a new type of fan called the casual fan that can check you out, but they don't actually have to be invested in what what you're doing. Like I said, I'm a Steve Vai fan. I'd go to see the concert. I wouldn't have a problem with paying for the ticket. I wouldn't have a problem with paying for the downloads. It, well, as long except, as it wasn't like $100. Ticket. Well, and and I feel that I'm getting screwed because Steve Vai so or the record label is so worried about this category, this new category that YouTube introduced called the casual fan, the person who's going to go on YouTube and just watch the video and go, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're not really a fan, but it they could sort of be a fan, but not a legitimate fan. And I have to – I feel like because they raise the price of the download, I'm paying for the casual fan for doing what he's doing. I don't think so. I think that that it's just the, the
1: – they may either be trying to drive people towards streaming. Yeah. Uh, or they could just be clueless, which I, I doubt they're just clueless. Mm, they act like it sometimes but i i think there's always a reason behind what they're doing and i I think what the the record companies really don't want to sell physical media or a download they want you to move over towards streaming as much as they complain about streaming excuse me and they say well you know we're not making you know artists aren't making any money from streaming the thing with streaming is as long as you're out there you're going to be making money from it the labels will be making money well somebody will and and somebody makes money i know somebody I know. makes it and yeah. when you sell physical media i mean uh, now the thing is like with physical media one time with records you'd wear them out with cassettes you'd eventually wear them out mm-hmm. and you'd be like well i don't mind buying it i wore it out right you know and with CDs well you scratch them whatever right you mm-hmm. wear them out now that you rip them or a digital download, as long as you don't lose the file, you haven't really lost it. Yeah. So I mean, we'll assume everything's legal and you're not you're not, you know, torrenting anything or um a legitimate sale can be the last legitimate sale that you ever get. Yeah. So maybe that's what their thought is is like to get revenue on this Because they can see what the value of these back catalogs are, and if you keep it on streaming, it's always out there. Well, okay. And less overhead for them, because now they only have to deal with a couple streaming companies or a license for streaming versus sales.
0: I I just think that, I mean, like you said, I I yet to determine whether the music industry has figured out its new business model yet, or... Whether they're just being idiots, um, which I think is quite possible, I, I I wouldn't say idiots. I, I they they
1: may be out of touch, but I don't think they're idiots.
0: Well, I mean, uh, okay. H- here's a perfect example: is that you know I I was just watching um a movie the other night called The Big Short.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one about uh, Wall Street.
0: Right? Yes, and how they uh, there was a bunch of guys that. Had, we're taking out what they called uh, credit default swaps, which was they. I don't want to get too into this, but the, oh, please do. Yes, because this will put you more to sleep than bit sample rates. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh no, I'll
1: I'll tell you all about bit <clears throat> sample
0: rates. So anyway, not um, question. The, the gist of the movie was is that as they go through and figure out that there's this whole entire issue with the housing market these investors could not believe they thought it was rigged. Okay. They thought Wall Street was doing something illegal. And guess what they discovered? They didn't do anything illegal. They were just a bunch of morons. (laughs) Having a bromance on Facebook. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know what? And you want to laugh, but that's really what it was. They, they would go and meet these mortgage investor no, actually, guys. actually, just, just Walmart. I mean, Walmart. <laughs> Wall Street makes me want to cry. Yeah, I mean, but no, they they were bragging about the fact that they were doing something, and all of these guys were running these hedge funds were like, do you realize what's going to happen? And they would say, "No, nah, that's never going to happen. You know, and they would just look at him like, yeah, yeah, but it was a movie. No, I mean, but the, the but way. But you can't say, well, this I saw it on a movie, therefore, these you know I know that these people are dumb. Well, I, I mean, I've seen several movies on the the housing market crash, and yeah, they were a bunch of idiots. <laughs> and I've seen lots of Bugs Bunny cartoons too. You can't shoot around a corner. <laughs> so, anyway, getting back to the record industry, um, I mean, if it can happen to the housing market, it could also happen to the record industry, like you said, that they're just being a bunch of idiots. Um, it could be. I, but I just, I, I don't think they're
1: that. They may be uninformed, but I doubt. They're idiots. I I don't know where where you get twenty five dollars for an album is like that's just insane. And, and that's basically saying don't buy this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that's what I'm saying is that it's it's not as if like okay, there's a slight premium, which maybe I might understand. Maybe I mean they're not paying for the download. They're not the I I mean the download definitely costs something because of of bandwidth. Because you're you're it's a quite a large album, uh, being that it's 24 bit and mm-hmm. 192 sample rate, which I I don't know off the top of my head exactly how many gigabytes that is, but mm, I don't a, know if that's I mean that's probably like pennies, maybe a dime's worth of of bandwidth. But you're right. I, th- I think that's essentially what they're saying is. Don't buy this. And there's, they're saying it for a reason.
0: Yeah. So let's put a bow on this whole thing. And I think what we <laughs> – oh, what did no. we learn today? <sighs> We're all jerks to each other. Don't be a dick.
1: Politics, something, something bromance, which I still <laughs> do not understand where you went with that. <laughs> I have no clue. Um. Steve I is pretty awesome. Yeah, Jason Becker's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, Jason Becker's guitar is pretty awesome and a fair—I would say a fair price. Okay.
0: And um, um, uh, if
1: if it's a good guitar, uh, I mean, I haven't haven't. Uh, I was half tempted, half tempted. I'd be, I've never bought a new guitar. I don't think I've ever had a new guitar. Huh? Really? I can't think of any. Oh wait, I have a Marshall that was brand new. Okay. I had a I had a uh, yeah a little uh, combo, which I actually still have. Uh, but everything else I think I've ever had is used.
0: Hmm. Mainly because oh, one... I have no money. And uh, last thing and we never learned changed. today, huh? One last thing we learned today. One, wait, Ryan, last thing already? Have we covered everything?
1: I think so. Uh, Whatever.
0: Yeah. Okay. Led Zeppelin was influenced. <laughs> no, <well, yeah. laughs> I influenced. yeah, you know what?
1: Yeah. Led Zeppelin <laughs> was influenced by something. They heard some music and they wrote some more music. Yeah. They thought you it know, was cool.
0: Yeah. A big deal. I'm not defending Zep. I mean, I have no, and like I said, Jimmy Page probably doesn't even remember half of the stuff he wrote and probably listened to it. Wow. I did that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what his problems were back in the day. I, I,
1: he seems sorry right now. I'll tell you one person who probably doesn't remember anything. I it saw wrote. him it, on It
0: Might Get Loud. Yeah, I did it's see that. Awesome. Oh, my oh, goodness. My. <sighs> that was, I mean, just that look on, besides the fact, um, what I loved about that, I think we'll have to I think like the edge we, wet himself. Yeah, I know. He was just like <laughs> watching him play a whole lot of love. Like, oh, my goodness. The other great thing about that documentary was, is that I felt that, who was that? How can you not I mean love it?
1: What was it Jack and not, White? Not,
0: yeah, Jack White. Jack White hated the Edge. That that <laughs> was the other thing I noticed throughout the entire thing. Like they, I ju- gotta watch that. Yeah, I, gotta, I, I mean, I've only I've only seen some some clips of it. I mean, besides the fact that I mean, these, some... Jack White and the Edge are so totally opposite because there's the Edge who uses like all this crazy electronic stuff, and then there's Jack White at the beginning who's making but a he guitar wasn't with using a crazy nail. in the beginning though.
1: I mean that all came about just because he was very conservative.
0: But I mean they they are I mean they are, if Because you, he was still traveling around with every effect that he ever used. Yeah. And then there like I said, if you see the very beginning of it, there's Jack White who's making a guitar out of a nail and, and a magnet uh, for the That was just motor. for the
1: movie. <laughs> I mean, that was interesting, but you know I, I don't anyway. know about the
0: the tone offense post. Uh, next time we'll talk. We're going to talk about um, documentaries, musical documentaries, because we definitely. Yeah, what have did different. you? What did you see? I saw the Jocko Pastoris. Um, I haven't seen documentary.
1: that one. I saw the um, the Muscle Shoals.
0: Yeah, and a
1: couple other
0: ones I've but, seen. We might get loud, but we'll we'll talk about all of those. Yeah, because- you know, I
1: checked on on uh,
0: Netflix. I didn't see it. Might get loud on there. No, I watched that on Vimeo. Vimeo really yeah it's up it, well, it was my sister sent me a link to it
1: oh interesting i will I will so. check that out and everybody else can check it out too because the, the the clips i saw from it uh some of them were pretty extended and oh jimmy page
0: just i mean just jimmy so page is so good. so good i mean when he started playing a whole lot of love it's yes a, yes yes it, yes, yes, it yes. sounds just like it i mean that that was just the beauty of jimmy page was all that sloppiness and everything that was in his playing just i mean I, sloppiness do you think so I mean, what, I mean, I did, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, he, when I listen to live recordings, yeah. There's, oh, yeah.
1: There's, there's a little bit of slop in there.
0: <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Page was never the cleanest guitarist. I, I always thought that he was a pretty sloppy guy. His timing was iffy. He does like the
1: pull-off. Hmm?
0: He does like the oh, pull-off. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, hey, I'm not knocking him. But the the tone. The to- yeah, I mean, his sound is just amazing. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, I, I'm not one to knock any guitar player that's in a rock band, even though I I can criticize. even though they stole a chord progression from you. Yeah, they, yeah I know. <laughs> so I'm out there to sue everybody. I'm gonna sue Testament. Jam- I'm after you, James Hetfield. You used the I, I came up with the E minor chord before you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're getting out of here. Uh, check us out at mkguitarlessons.com, uh, and we will see you next time.